Hi, and welcome to Crypto Chats, a podcast that explores cryptids, alien encounters, and ghost stories. This episode was previously recorded for a different type of media, so please ignore all mentions of videos and specific photos. Um, Links to all the photos that are mentioned in this video are in the description. another episode of crypto chats um today i have what is basically like a two-part video for you um just shoved into one uh we're gonna cover a couple of different topics um but they do relate to each other so it's okay it's not just totally random um before we start talking about cryptids today i do want to shout out a couple of people uh for some cool things that i feel like you would all be interested in so first off uh, my friend jen over at half seven projects on instagram um created this very cool musical field guide to cryptids and lore it's really cool um so she talks about a lot of different cryptids and lore um things like bigfoot the specter moose of maine um Let's see, the Ohio Grassman, uh, the Exeter, New Hampshire UFO incident. Um, and what's really cool about this is that she actually also paired it to um, a playlist. And each uh, cryptid or piece of lore has a song that she's paired with it. Um, and there's also a lot of cool illustrations that Jen drew. Um, and it's very cool. Um, I got my copy recently and I love it. It's awesome. So first shout out goes to Jen. It's awesome, you should buy it. Yeah. Um, second shout out is to my friends Nikki and Carissa over at New Strangeland Bo- Podcast. Um, it's available on Spotify, and I do believe they have a YouTube as well where you can um, listen to the audio on YouTube if that is better for you. Um, so they make a really cool podcast. It is centered in New England, so they talk about weird and strange things that happen um, in New England from people to buildings to random situations. And last week I had the honor of being on one of their episodes and we talked about the Allagash alien abductions. Um, so if you go over to Spotify and search New Strangeland Podcast, um, it'll be right there. I'm also going to put the link in my bio. So huge shout out to them too for allowing me to be on their episode. Um, but without further ado, those are my shout outs. Um, we're going to talk about the Enfield monster and the Mount Vernon monster today. So the Enfield monster is not to be confused with the Enfield poltergeist. That is a separate thing. This one's monster. The other one's a ghost. Um, so, you know, we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about the Mount Vernon monster. Um, and you may be thinking, how do those two things relate? Well, I will tell you uh, towards the end of the video. So you have to stick around and watch it now. Let's get into it. Okay, so the Enfield monster is this really bizarre creature um, that only had a small handful of sightings in 1973 in Enfield, Illinois. Um, The reason why it's so bizarre is like just the description alone is like enough to give you a nightmare. So it was described as a four and a half foot tall three-legged monster that was gray with giant pink eyes um, and two like tiny little clawed arms. Um, and it didn't really do anything, but it's like appearance alone was enough to scare the, 
the eyewitnesses of this thing which is fair because if you look at this picture of it um this is an artist rendition of the Enfield monster it's pretty scary looking and I can understand how seeing that in your yard in the middle of the night would be pretty terrifying um but anyway so around 9 p.m on april 25th i believe in 1973 a man named henry mcdaniel heard scratching on his back door he thought it might have been a cat or it might have been um you know a stray animal so he went to go look and he was greeted by this monster that he saw um being a little bit taken aback uh, he grabbed a flashlight and a gun and he went out into the woods, um, really not into the woods, into his yard to like try to figure out what it was that he had just seen. And this creature was at this point not at his back door anymore, but you know, more towards the tree line, a little bit further away from him. And he took four shots at it. One of those shots supposedly hit the creature and he reported that it made a hissing sound, much like you would hear from like a cougar or a mountain lion, um, any of those like wild cats. And when he hit this creature and it made this sound, it then <laughs> jumped away, right? Not like, didn't just walk, it jumped. Jumped away and he said that it covered 50 feet within three jumps. So that's like an incredible span. That's like you got, I don't know what that, is that called a jump span? A leg span? What do you call that? I don't know. Whatever it is, it was amazing. Um, a human could never. Uh, I don't know that to be true, actually. But scared this guy and he was like, what the heck? And so he called the cops like a lot of people do um, in these weird creature sightings. And when the cops came to investigate, they actually found um, some three, uh, three footprints in a section of mud um that were very similar to like a dog's footprints like the way that they um, were set up with the exception of they had six toe pads on them which is weird because dogs do not have six toes and each footprint that they found had six toe pads on it what's interesting about that is that screecher is said to have three legs right that's not really something that we see in nature very much um but the part that I think is super interesting, sorry, I'm also reading my notes while I do this because my brain is only so big, um, is that two of the prints measured uh, four inches around, right? So two of them, which I would assume are like the dominant feet, your dominant feet, I guess, um, four inches around, whereas the third one measured like three and a quarter inches. So it was like a bit smaller than the other one. Um, and I don't really know how I feel about that. I just think it's very strange that this creature had, first of all, three feet in general, because that's weird. And, but then one of them was smaller. I don't know, it makes my brain hurt to think about, cause I just don't like it. So shortly after McDaniel called the police um, to help him with this weird creature that he was seeing, um, a 10 year old neighbor of his named Greg Garrett uh, came forward and claimed that he had also seen this weird creature that had been lurking around McDaniel's house. Um, and in his report, um, and you'll know why I did the air quotes in a moment, um, was essentially that this creature came up, stepped on the boy's feet and shredded his shoes. And the child claimed to be very upset and like hysterical, yada yada. But then mere hours later, this child came back and said, oh, actually I lied. 
I didn't see it. I just wanted to tease Mr. McDaniel, which is rude. And that's why a lot of people don't talk about the things that they've seen because children and adults alike will tease them about it. Um, anyway, anyway, uh, it's interesting. McDaniel, uh, kind of brushed that off like you know brushed that whole situation off was like well whatever it's a child like who cares and was then quoted saying if they do find it they will find more and they won't be from this planet i can tell you that uh which is interesting that's an interesting quote to me because i don't know i i like to think that there's like colonies of weird creatures out there like you guys know i watch you watch my videos like you know how my brain works so we're gonna fast forward to May because in, on May 6th of the same year, 1973, um, Henry McDaniel, uh, if you have already forgotten, that's the man from the first sighting that we just talked about, um, spotted the creature again uh, near a railroad um, just on the edge of his property at about three o'clock in the morning. What was he doing at three o'clock in the morning? I could not tell you. All I know is that he glanced out his window and he saw the creature again. Um, except this time he went out and with a flashlight, he did not take his gun this time. He only took a flashlight and he stood and he just kind of watched the creature and the creature did not really even acknowledge him. Um, and instead it just stared down the railroad tracks as if it was like searching for something. And he watched it for a couple of minutes and then eventually went back into his house, um, and called the police just to be like, Hey, saw that thing again. I don't know. Don't know to tell you. It was there again. Um, what's interesting to me is that the town, which was full of non-believers, by the way, like most of the people in the town thought he was out of his mind, thought he was bananas and like did not believe him at all. Um, so the town sent out a search party to go looking for this creature. And on like in that search party, there was a man from the news station. I believe he was a news anchor um, who was a total non-believer and like kind of a jerk about it if we're being honest, but he was part of the search party. And during this search party, um, this group of people, this group of individuals who were out looking for this creature on the railroad tracks behind uh, McDaniels' house, they found an abandoned building in which they saw the creature standing in the doorway of at one point. And so they eventually um, scared it and caught like an audio recording of this creature like crying out um and a lot of them kind of believed after that the newscaster guy didn't he was still a jerk forever but that's okay um but a lot of people kind of were like all right we did see something weird um the thing that's strange about it to me is that the eyewitness reports from the search party don't totally match the eyewitness report from uh mr mcdaniel and I don't really know why. Well, I guess I could just kind of assume that it was a different creature um, because McDaniel had never heard, you know, the one he saw at his house uh, make any noise. And then, you know, the other people hadn't seen the one at his house. So I guess it's plausible to think that it's different creatures, but it's, it's kind of just interesting to me because I, I don't know. I just, uh, you don't really see two cryptids hanging out that much. And I feel like they'd have to be kind of hanging out unless here's a theory. Go with me. Um, what if the first guy with the three legs was standing on the railroad tracks that night and was looking for the other guy in the building? 
Maybe. Maybe I've solved it. Anyway, um, there was a lot of media coverage about this situation and it inspired a lot of people to kind of take matters into their own hands and like so-called monster hunters going and like looking for the Enfield horror and like trying to find it for themselves. And this doesn't really have like that much to do with the story, but I kind of thought it was funny. So I threw it in there anyway. Um, and there were these like five dudes who went out and were supposedly looking for um this creature and they were all like you know super drunk like just i kind of just maybe wanted to get drunk on the in the woods but like kind of posed it as like oh we're monster hunting so it's fine and they supposedly saw this creature um and shot it shot it only once and it ran away from them um to which they also heard it scream and later they all got arrested <laughs> uh and they were arrested um by the sheriff of the town who also did not really believe this situation though in the original report he did claim that mcdaniel was a um what did he call him a sober and rational person so he took his like complaint of this weird cryptid and said oh yeah you're rational and you're sober but i don't believe you and then he arrested these five dudes for hunting violations um, after claiming to have shot the cryptid that, you know, he told McDaniel he was rational in believing existed, right? That's weird. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Anyway, we're gonna move on a little bit. So what's really cool to me about um, the original Enfield sighting is that um, Lauren Coleman, you know, famed cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman, ended up like also kind of participating in a hunt for this creature. And he has his own little blog and I read, uh, you know, some of this information that I have and especially this part that I'm about to talk about um, came straight from his blog, but he himself went out there and like heard the audio of this creature screaming um, and truly believed that it was some kind of cryptid but his point of view on it was that it was not um, some weird three-legged like alien looking thing, but it was what um, is referred to as an abominable swamp slob. And that is a name that was given to these weird cryptids that we see um, that kind of come out of a swampy area. They, they look very much like a Sasquatch if a Sasquatch had very long hair. Um, it's kind of like if old Greg were Bigfoot, right? Does that like, does that picture, does that make sense in your brain? Cause to me it makes sense. Um, but so that name was given to this, um, I guess like species, I'm going to say species, species is not the right word, but I'm going to say species because I can't think of the right word right now, but this species of cryptid, um, that was, is still, you know, pretty unexplained and like not, doesn't have like a definite name, um, by John Keel. Um, you know, longtime investigator John Keel, who is actually the man who wrote the Mothman prophecies. So it all kind of turns around and like twists into itself, which I think is very cool. Um, but abominable swamp slobs. And Lauren Coleman, I'll, I'll probably link it in the bottom because it was actually pretty interesting to read, um, went through and listed a bunch of different situations uh, where people have seen these weird swamp creatures that you know, sound similar to the audio that he had, he had gotten when searching for the Enfield horror and like, you know, similar, similar vibes all around. 
So the other thing I want to talk about real quick is um, the conspiracy theories that the other townsfolk who not, didn't necessarily believe that it was a cryptid um, offered up to explain what it was they were seeing. And obviously, <laughs> one of the first, well, okay, so this is one of the only um, instances I've ever seen where somebody did not immediately say, it's a bear, um, which is funny because normally that's the first thing everybody jumps to is like, oh, it was a bear. It's usually not a bear, but you know how I feel about that. Um, the first one they actually jumped to was that it was an alien, which I love because, you know, if you've watched any of my videos, you know I go back and forth between being like, this is a cryptid and this is probably an alien. Um, and I mean, I just, I love aliens. I'm very into them. I, I would be okay with this, you know, the Enfield horror turned out to be an alien. You know, that would sit right with me. It would be okay. I would, it would also sit right with me if it was a, you know, animal cryptid thing. I can't think of the right word. Anyway, the other theory, and this one is bananas, but it's very funny, is that it was a kangaroo. <laughs> now, the United States is definitely not known for its kangaroo population. Um, and I can't imagine that Illinois has a booming kangaroo population that I don't know about. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that that was just some something that someone pulled out of their butt to like explain to their children maybe that like you know there's nothing going on it was just a kangaroo um nothing about this creature screams kangaroo at all not even a little bit um and i think it's so funny that somebody like really like tried to convince people it was a kangaroo keep in mind that like the alien conspiracy theory a lot of people were like yeah okay i can see that like that makes sense the kangaroo one, literally not a soul believed it. I don't even think the person who came up with the conspiracy theory believed that. You know, like I don't, I just I think it's so silly. The third one, and this is what is going to lead us into our next cryptid, is that the Enfield Horror and the Mount Vernon monster were actually the same creature. And that theory came about because at the same time that the Enfield Horror disappeared from Illinois, um, the Mount Vernon monster kind of appeared in Virginia. So it's, it's interesting because I, you know, there was only one sighting ever of the Mount Vernon monster. There was only one person who physically laid their eyes upon this creature. Um, and to my knowledge, I mean, I don't think she really gave much of a, a statement about what it looked like other than it was tall and lumbering and like kind of like a mass of hair, I guess, which I'll say it doesn't really fit with the other one, but it does fit with Lauren Coleman's uh, collective list of abominable swamp slobs. So who knows? But the Mount Vernon monster is a really interesting case. And I, I guess like somewhere deep in my brain, I can see these two cryptids being related um, in some way or another. Um, so the Mount Vernon monster, that started in 1978 in Mount Vernon, uh, Virginia. And um, if you didn't already know this, I didn't know this until I looked it up, but George Washington had a plantation on Mount, in Mount Vernon, on Mount Vernon. My brain really wants it to be a mountain, but I don't think it is. Anyway, I learned that while I was researching. And basically this, this creature was not really much of a 
creature? Like, I guess it was, but at the same time, the only thing that ever happened with it is that it would wail from deep in the woods all throughout the night for about nine months. It just was in the woods screaming every single night. And I don't know. I kind of love that. Like that sits really right with me. And like, I feel that in my bones because I too sometimes walk out into the swamp that's next to my apartment and just yell like when I'm having a bad day. And so I just like, I, I definitely resonate with this creature. I'm like, I understand you. You just stood in the woods and screamed for nine months. And like, that's cool. That's nice. I hope it was freeing for you. Uh, the residents did not like it. They often complained about it. Um, and because they complained about it so much, there were tons of search parties that were sent into the woods to find the source of the screaming. Uh, they even brought in helicopters and like search and rescue dogs to try to find this creature in the woods that was screaming for nine months and they found nothing. Um, and a lot of people at the time who were interviewed as part of these search parties would say things like, I think it knows that we're looking for it. So it's waiting until we leave the woods. And that was like a pretty common thing that people in these um, search parties would experience is they would be in the woods, you know, for hours on end looking for this creature and not hear it at all. But then the second they all gave up and decided to leave, they'd step foot out of the woods and it would start screaming again. And I'm like, you know what, more power to you. I hope you're out there screaming somewhere else. Um, yeah, I love it. Like, I, I don't really, like, I don't have much information on the Mount Vernon monster. It only existed for about nine months. I mean, to my knowledge, it could be somewhere else screaming. And I hope it is. I really do. I hope that whatever that creature is, it is somewhere yelling. Uh, there were a couple of theories given to, like, what it could be, like, owls or, like, injured deer or something. But I don't know. Most people, like, I feel like if you went into the woods looking for an injured deer, or an owl, eventually you'd see it. And no one saw it. So I don't know. I like to think it's just a big mass similar to like Bigfoot, but like shaggier screaming in the woods. That just really sits right with me. All right. Anyway, that is all I have for you guys today. Um, I know I was definitely a little rambly, a little extra rambly today, but you know, you know what you signed up for when watching my videos. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, I definitely, I did really enjoy this, like these two different cryptids that kind of, in a way, like mesh together. Um, not that they really mesh together, but you know what I mean. Um, so if you guys have any suggestions for things that, that are, have a similar dynamic to um, the Mount Vernon monster and the Enfield horror, please let me know because I loved that. That was awesome for me. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I, I don't know. Hope you had fun learning today. Um, I will see you guys next week with a UFO chats video. I'm actually going to talk about the Allagash abductions, um, like I did in the new Strangeland podcast with Nikki and Carissa. Um, so that will be up next week. And then, yeah, hopefully you guys stick around and are enjoying what I'm putting out. Uh, I will see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.